stand till on Jersey in the stands. I'm going to hit you on the slide. Joining us, of course, you guys know Fluence and you're here to see Chill. So, uh, can uh, we, can we, we can't see you. Jay, can we maybe just pull that shirt up a little bit? Are you Fluent? Are you Team Fluent or Team Chill? Uh, we might have to run a little poll. I, I went to the that. I went to the mailbox and I took this out that when I when I opened up the package and this I immediately snatched off whatever shirt I had on and put this on. <laughs> I didn't even waste any time. I snatched it right off and put this on. So I, I, I didn't I didn't that. waste any time. This is dope. This is absolutely dope. No doubt about it. I like the colors too. We got like yeah. a dark and then a little bit of blue. We have other color schemes too, right? Right, fluent. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for these shirts, um, there's probably someone's got some background echo back there. So please uh, turn that down a little. The um, we got black, white, uh, baby blue. If you just go to uh, fluentchill.myshopify.com, you'll see them all. I just released, so every week we're going to release something new. So this week we've got obviously we've got the team fluent team team chill shirts. We've got you know that's not ridiculous hoodies. Uh, thank you to Jose, uh, Jose uh, who put in his order for his today. I see you. Um, more fluent T-shirts. We've got Adidas uh, caps, which they're plain on the front. I like I like things simple. So they're plain on the front. It's got the Adidas logo on the side and then the Fluent and Chill logo on the back. It's nice and clean. There's another one, the dad hat. That's for me. It's got just the logo, the FC logo in the front. <laughs> um, this week, what we dropped. So there's the, the, the core products that are there this week i dropped six greater than four debate over and next week we're dropping kd no superstar so every week we're gonna have we're gonna have some you know it might be a host haley shirt it might be a you know chill uh with his you know go do your homework so we're gonna we're gonna have lots of stuff going on lots of stuff going on and the chat's going crazy, man. Wow. There's a wait. What's up, everybody? The chat is hello, hello. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think we can keep up with all the chats, but uh, Haley, good luck. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, we I got you. And Mark. Topics, though, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Well, we, we have plenty to talk about today. Um, and Mark, this one's for you. Fluent Love, the new TV show put in Toronto on the map. Yes, Heck sir. Yeah. Dem, I'm excited. Dem ones. I've got, I'm going to send it to you guys. I got the full episode. It's not even released yet. I have it. We've watched it. It's hilarious. That's dope. Tone, you kinda, and, and it's interesting too, Tone, because you kind of got that sleazy scumbag look to you. I like that. I, I, I'm absolutely feeling that. So, in the best I, way, in the best possible way. Whoa, 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 whoa! You, you kind of got that. But it's the same with me. I kind of got that villain that you know that that that, that kind of look to me too. Fine wine, Denzel Washington. Like, like, like Denzel and uh, what was that? Training Day, like that dude. Yeah, and Tone, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Tone, you, you kind of Tone, you got that, you got that sleazy record producer, uh, club owner kind of look. I know how to, I know how to pull it out because you know I used to be a car salesman, so I know how to, <laughs> how to pull that out. Uh huh. Well, car sales, <laughs> great industry. Don't let anybody fool you. I love it, but anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, On that note, okay. You know, <laughs> um, sport, okay, go. Uh, actually, no, no, you go. No, no. I just I have something, and I think it could. Looks like a manager from Toronto. Well, <laughs> very funny. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. I I saw this today, and you know we're about sports, we're about life, and I know we got we've got sports topics to talk about, but I saw this. It was, it was sent to me, and I'm trying to find it because it was it was T Pain, and you know just for the record, 
we're gonna we're gonna have to bring on Jay the Plug uh, on the show because Jay the Plug's my guy. He's close, you know. He's friends with T Pain, and they do some stuff together. T Pain says, and I, I hope this is like one of those um, fake kind of you know things that you see online. Although it mm-hmm. says from XXL Mag, so it might be true. T Pain says Tupac would have gotten eight the f up lyrically by rappers today if he was still alive. No and the way. reason I bring it up is because you know we we love talking about music as well. We talk about wrestling, but but it, it relates a little bit because like first Jaw says he cooking MJ, <laughs> and now T Pain saying Tupac lyrically wouldn't be able to hang with today's rappers. Um. Uh, you guys, what do you think? I'm thinking about a dude like the baby. I think the baby is dope, but I'm trying to imagine the baby going up against Pac. Uh, what's that? Uh, young boy fly. What, what's his name again? You do. Um, that's him. That, that's him, Haley. One more time. I'm sorry, young NBA young, young boy. Like I mean, Pac there's a bunch of them, but Pac would have ate that dude lunch. Give me a break, okay? Now, when you're talking about the best guys in the game that's in it, like Lil Wayne and, and, and Drake and guys like that, I think Pac lyrically, I think he would have been able to hold his own because Pac had, he had a different kind of delivery. Pac had a different message and Pac had a different style to him too. But when you talk about lyrically, Pac was a, not, not only was he a, not only was he a savant, you know, Pac was extremely smart. So he was like with the wordplay, a lot of these people who don't listen to rap, who they just listen to, quote-unquote, trap music, they get tricked by guys saying a lot of nonsense. Pac wasn't like that. Pac was that guy who you had to sit down and listen to him because you would miss things, stuff that would just go right over your head if you didn't understand the kind of rap that he was spitting. So there's no way that you could sell me that Pac would get destroyed today. No, And I wasn't even a huge Pac fan. In fact, I'm a little torn with this tone because... There was a time when I had a lot of disdain for Tupac. And the reason why is because I felt like he was the reason why Big wasn't around no more. Mm. But then, after a while, I started listening to him again. And I started realizing why he was who he was. I'm like, yo, Pac was amazing. And I had to let I had to set my feelings aside about how I felt about him when Big wasn't around no more. Because I, I had realized that, you know, Pac was just a different type of dude. And to say that he wouldn't be awesome today... I completely disagree with that. Completely. Here, here's here's what I would say, and we'll let we'll, Haley will will let you go after because you'll bring in a different perspective. I think I was yeah. I was a pot guy. I was, you know, I kind of bounced back and forth between actually living on the East Coast and the West Coast. So I was, you know, I, I had that, and I felt more comfortable in the West. So. Pac was definitely, you know, no disrespect to the East, but I just I'm kind of more of that laid back. I like you mm-hmm. know kind of person, and so I lo- I love Pac. And the thing about Pac that people don't realize is Pac was Pac was a poet. Pac was Pac was a preacher. Pac was like he was more than like just a hip hop artist or a rapper. Like if you truly, like you said, if you listened to Pac and paid attention to his lyrics, he there was a message there. Whether you liked it or not, there was a message. So the, to say that he couldn't hang with today's guys lyrically is just absurd, absurd to me. Uh. Um, so, you know, 
I, and that's no disrespect. I'm not. I'm not that old guy going. Today's music doesn't have the same. I'm not saying that. I love today's music. I listen to. I listen to NBA Yellow. I listen to J Cole and Kendrick Lamar and some of the other names that people are saying. I got all these guys on my playlist. I I love today's music just like I love today's basketball. But when people just start saying, "Oh, we cooking them," they just just because they're old and they don't really know. That stuff bothers. So we're gonna. I'm. Yeah. I don't know if I can get T Pain, but I will get one of his representatives. <laughs> we're, we're gonna hash this out because I'm not. I am not a big fan of. Uh, he would get. He. You know, when they say he would get ate alive, like that just means like he's not even on their level. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to tell me one of the greatest of all time isn't on your level? No, that's, yeah. that's just crazy to me. I just I mean, have a he question. Made a, he, Wait. He, yeah. Was this quote before you go, Jay? Was this quote? Regarding T Pain said this about Pac or or, or? yes it was T Pain said this about T Pain didn't say himself he didn't say himself oh, like, he just said that versus today's rappers he mm-hmm. would get the f alive and that's you know uh, you know I have problems with that like you know I'm putting them in a blender like I just uh. Pac made a song that the thuggish the most the 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 biggest street dude. Pac made a song called Dear Mama that the biggest street dude could feel at. He would sit down and be like, damn, yo, I could always depend on my mama. Like, damn, that's that's a thug saying this. This is a this is a street dude that's I can navigate through the drama. But in the end, I could always depend on my mama. And this is a street dude that's saying this. You're like, damn, word, I could really always depend on my mama. I'm out here in these streets heavy, but. That is true. I could always depend on my mother. And that's just a that's that's not even a small sample size of what Pac was talking about when he was talking to, when he was rhyming. Pac was rhyming about any and everything that you can imagine. So the idea that he would get washed today, I yeah. think T Pain was I, I think T Pain is definitely I, I feel out like of T-Pain, touch. T Pain, you, you can relate to this, Jay, because you were you were on the show with him. I think uh T Pain was pulling his best Jay Will might not be a top five Laker of all. Time. That's not. You know what happens, Tone? What happens is is a lot of these guys, not just T Pain, it happens in basketball too, where you kind of get removed from what happened years ago and yeah. you kind of forget. Like, so, so take Magic, for example. Magic's been gone for over 30 years, so you'll get removed from that, and some people will forget how awesome Magic is. So then what they'll do is they'll completely disregard him by saying stuff like, this guy is like Luca is better than Magic Johnson, and you're thinking, well, wait a minute, because now what you immediately do is you go back and remember how awesome Magic was, and you immediately your blood pressure goes up because you're thinking, are you serious right now? So what happens when T Pain says something like that? I'm going back to 1995, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, no, Pac was already ahead of his time. So for you to say something like that, that stuff that Pac was saying that resonates today. 30 years, 25 years later. All right. Yeah. So chat, listen in the chat. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Haley. We've, we've been, well, I was we've just going to speak like from, I was just thinking like being of a bit younger generation, like I've kind of seen the transition from like that older style to now this totally new style. It's crazy because I was actually watching a documentary this morning and I can't remember his name, but it was like the first guy that started this, the rapping, like how the baby and all these guys rap now and he was actually made fun of because it's more of like a slurry like melodic rap versus like you know just straight up like words and to a beat i guess it's Mm -hmm. just transitioned a lot and so 
like that guy was a pioneer for all these guys on SoundCloud now who, you know, Post Malone and uh, who's the other one that's really popular? I can't remember. Um, Post Malone is dope, like, by the way. Let me put that out there. Post Malone is dope, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lil Peep, like all these guys. So I guess it's change is hard to understand and like accept. Change is strange, mm -hmm. but it's healthy. And so even like the Jaw versus MJ, like, it's natural. It's a natural progression for these guys to claim like, oh, I could do this or I could, you know, sure. one on one him easily and beat him, whatever. But in all, you know, sure, like that's confidence and I like it and I like the change. But at the same time, we have to understand and respect those that came before us and, yeah. you know, created a platform for us. Yeah, listen, so. I, I told you I love Josh. I love Josh saying that. I love the confidence. I love the bravado. It ain't yeah. true. Right. Just like T-Pain. That's great. It ain't true. And, you know, we'll get to uh, Ahmed. I just want to, we will talk about Eminem here in a second because he, he's been in the chat with, with, with Eminem. We'll get there. Um, but it's just, you know, when I listen, I feel so old, to today's music, I hear all the old beats. I hear all the, they just took the old song. You know how many songs you guys think, oh, this is great. And I'm like, yeah, I heard that song 20 years ago with the same lyrics. And granted, 20 years ago, they were doing the same thing. Like, you've been sampling and taking, that's been happening. That's, that's how music is. But like to say, like, you know, that's the part that I'm just like, respect the past respect you know don't don't think it's you you've had the advantage whether you're basketball watching other players or rap or any kind of music you've had the advantage of listening to all those people and don't think they didn't influence you right because they did, even if you don't even think how many times i don't know if you guys are, I, I worked in a record store so mm -hmm. that dates me too but how many times have you heard a song that you're like i don't know that song but you know all the words right because even maybe subconsciously you've heard it, it's in your head. You didn't even realize it. You've heard it before, and it's just mm -hmm. there. I, I, I'm, I do that all the time. Where I'm just, and you know, my kids will be like, "How do you know that song?" I'm like, "I have no idea." Right. Have, I've been trending on TikTok. I have no idea, like how that song's yeah. in my head. But I, I know can't even tell you. I can't even tell you who sang it. I don't yeah, even know who sang saying. it, but I do know all the words to it. To be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. And Tone, you could, you could, you, you can, you can finish this conversation by just simply saying. Your favorite rapper's favorite rapper is Tupac. Right. That's Absolutely. how you can get this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. So to the Eminem thing, I'll leave this to you guys because Ahmed is a huge fan. He's like, he's top five all time, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not a big fan. Uh, you know, Miss Fluent and I get into this battle all the time. She, she, she loves her some Eminem. I'm just like, I just, I don't, I'm not feeling it. I don't like it. So I don't know what you what what are you not feeling about Slim Tone? What's your issue with him? His his style, lyrically, his his presence on the microphone, um, how how he can just flip words, how he can move with the times. What's your problem with Slim Shady Tone? I'm I, all ears to hear this. No, that's the thing. There's nothing I can't pinpoint it. I'm not I can't tell you it's just it's this. Because it's not. It's just when I listen to okay, so my first uh, what my first introduction to hip hop was, I want to say it was my radio. I think I've said this before, LL Cool J. And mm -hmm. so I lost, I started listening to LL and uh, Rock Kim mm -hmm. and Big Daddy Kane and uh, Redhead. Like, I just, uh, these are the guys that I grew up listening to uh, BDP, mm -hmm. uh, KRS One, for those that don't know Boogie Down Productions. And so that's kind of what I grew up on. And then it kind of went from those guys. And then I kind of went into this phase where I was listening to way too much Tribe. Um, and then I was, like I said, I was listening to Pac. I was listening to um, 
um, Ice-T, I was listening to NWA. So I just, mm-hmm. that was kind of what I grew up on. And I kind of, I never really, I don't think ever came out of it. Of course, Jay-Z, I see some in the street. Jay-Z, absolutely. And I listened to all that. And as and when Eminem kind of came into it, I just, it wasn't, I don't know. I just, I wasn't, I didn't take to it. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I want to hear that. Like, I don't own one, I know CDs, again, dating myself. I don't own any Eminem CDs, any, you know, nothing. It's just, it wasn't kind of what, I was more, you know, give me De La Soul, give me Tribe Called Quest, give me, um, who else? Uh, Slum Village. Like I had a, a huge select, like a, a ton. It just wasn't, it's not like I hate him. It's not like it comes on and I turn it off. No, I'll listen to it. It's just, if that's not one of the ones that I'm, I, I wasn't, there was nothing that dr- kind of pulled me in, I guess. Yeah. I felt, I do feel sometimes it was a little gimmicky and forced. Like right. he was trying to be funny. He was trying to kind of poke the bear a little bit. I'm just like, dude, just be you. You know, and again, maybe I'm just a traditionalist. Like my my favorite rapper of all time is Rakim. Right. Right. So, oh, who else? I'm sure I forgot a ton of others. Naughty by Nature. And Nas. Nas. So, so many. Like, I don't want to miss someone and be disrespectful. Uh, Outcast. I love mm-hmm. Outcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goody Mob. Like, I just, right. my, my, it's so just, that's what I listen to. So, I just, I just think that when I, and we're gonna get to it right now, Haley. I just think that when you listen to a guy like Slim Shady, Slim Shady for me, I'm a lyricist. I don't just listen. I that's why I get away from rappers a lot because immediately it doesn't take long for me. To, it doesn't take long for me to hear you and go, this dude has no idea what he's talking about. He's just spitting a bunch of words. As opposed to a guy like Slim Shady, where I might be talking to you, Ton. I might be talking to you, Haley, and I might go pause for a second. <laughs> Hey Slim, say that again. What you just said. I want to make sure that I heard that correctly because I, I, I am very much, I'm, I'm very much a lyricist, and Slim Shady is one of the best lyricists that I've ever heard. The way he, the way he puts rhymes together, and the way he just flows with the track, and not only the way he flows with the track, the way he keeps you engaged. Slim Shady is incredible. I, he's one of the five best that I've ever heard. Well, there you yeah. go, Ahmed. You got it. Oh, little Wayne. I didn't even say little Wayne. See, the, um, uh, yeah, Wayne's definitely on top. Uh, and my name's Haley, so I I have no room to not like him. <laughs> uh, my mom was a huge M <laughs> <Right>. fan, so <laughs> obviously. Um, you right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I'm. I think also just what he does with his voice, like when he goes. Yeah. You know, like right. I can't, but like the donations get something out of it to keep your interest. I love, I love him. Mm-hmm. But, oh, some shady um, stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but we'll get in, right into it. Honestly, I guess mm-hmm. we could talk about music. Uh, I'm down to do that. Um, there was a comment right at the beginning, and I answered if I could find it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Orange Foot King. We'll just uh, start with that question. Uh, Jay, was Shaq actually better at free throws when games were close at the end of games? He was, as a matter of fact. There, there was games where Shaq came in or Shaq was in the game and he iced the game with free throws. I mean, I, in, the, in the 2002 NBA Finals, they're playing against the Nets in game two and they're only up a possession. And in the process of them being up a possession, Shaq goes to the stripe and he cracks four free throws in a row. He absolutely did that. They playing against Portland Trailblazers in 2000 in the in the Western Conference Finals. Shaq goes to the stripe and he's 100% that day. The thing that a lot of people 
don't understand about about Shaq's free throws. It was all upstairs. It wasn't anywhere. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with his form. It had nothing to do with his his motion. It had nothing to do with his routine. It was all upstairs. And when he would get to the strike, there were times where he was just money, and then there were times where he just looked like a fish out of water. And that was all upstairs. It had nothing to do with his routine or his form. Nothing. But he absolutely iced games with free throws. He wasn't as, as bad as he might have been. There were times where he came through. He didn't always not come through. No, that's not what happened. Can I, let me ask you a follow-up question because I can't. So uh, you have a better memory than I do. And Haley, please jump in if you could think of something. Did Shaq ever cost them a game at the line? Uh, yeah. There, there were times. In fact, not not yeah. only did he, I don't care about regular season playoff games. It, yeah, there were times when he cost them games. But not only that. In fact, Tone, <laughs> when they played against the Lake, when they played against the Kings in two thousand two in the West Finals, he said when he got that rebound, when Kobe went to the bucket and Debock was trying to, Debock ended up slapping the ball out. Shaq said he was trying to get the ball up quick so he didn't have to go to the strike because he didn't want to go to the strike. He was trying to get the ball. He was trying to get the ball in the basket as quick as he as quick as he could, so they didn't foul him. So that would be the game. But he's cost them games in the playoffs because, in fact, not only did he cost them games, there were games where he had to come out of the game in the meat and potatoes of the game for a stretch because of that right there. But then there were times where he was making free throws and they kept him on the floor. So that didn't always happen. No. He did have a stretch tone where I, I I think he had a stretch where he had missed like 16 or 18 straight free throws. And it was it, it was bad. It, it, it was this, this was in the 2000. I think it was in the 2001 or the 2002 season where he had missed something like 18 straight free throws. And it was bad. Okay. There you have what? it. 18 straight is crazy. Um, and yeah, on the, something yes, like we, that. We, we see you in the comments and fluent. I think that's for you. Listen to Mockingbirds, Dan. I'm sure you already have, but no, no. Um, I mean, okay. I'm not saying just. I'll close it off with. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying I don't like his stuff. I'm just when we're talking about the top five, I've just I feel like I know five, I could I can pick five better. Um, and, and you know what? It's always funny when I get into this argument. All I can think about is he's so lyrically great. Two trailer park girls go around the outside. I'm like, well, See, that's, no, not, he, that's no, not like the extent of his. Like, he wait a minute, him. wait a minute, Tone. That is so dope, though. If you listen to this song and you listen to him, I know you hearing that. And two trailer park girls go around the outside. Now you only now you stuck on that, right? <laughs> you stuck on that, and that's all you hear. But. You don't hear the beginning of the rap. I created a monster. Nobody right. wants to be. Uh, then, then, then he starts flowing. <laughs> then he starts flowing, and now you sucked in. Where you're like, yo, that's dope. All right, yeah, fine. and he speeds up and then slows. Yes. Up. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So we got some news about James Harden today. So mm -hmm. I I want to get into that into the Sixers a bit more. As well. Um, but yeah, Harden agrees to two year, $68.6 million deal with the Sixers. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, uh, my personal feeling. How much feelings, was it? Two years worth? 68.6. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, which is a major cut compared to what was the initial deal they were discussing? I think it was like four years. It was a Supermax deal. It was a Supermax deal. Million. Yeah, yeah that was, something. It was a Supermax deal. Mm hmm. Something crazy. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, last season with moving from Brooklyn 
and all the chaos surrounded him. I honestly, it was frustrating. Like it was like, come on, man, just stay, just stay a season, tough it out, you know, get through it. You do this all the time. And I know other, you know, times he had left teams, that was a different circumstance, but at the same time, I was like, just stay bro. And then honestly him doing this and taking less money and being willing to stay with the Sixers to try to figure something out with Joel and the team that they have now, PJ Tucker now on that team. Fluent, how do you, has your perspective on Harden changed? What was your perspective perspective before? And how do you see the Sixers kind of moving into next season? Like, you know, I, I love how people in the chat and people online, I keep saying, oh, James Harden, so nice. He took such a huge pay cut. Only $34 million a year. Only. Only. Um, who was going to give him more? Just out of curiosity, the way he's played the last season. Anybody? It's not a pay cut. It's overvalued for what he gives you right now. He's not that guy anymore. So, sure, yeah. it's not the Supermax. I don't think anyone was going to give him the Supermax. If, you, if he thought... Let me ask you this. If someone was going to offer James Harden max money... You think he's still in Philadelphia right now? No. And I'll answer that question because it's no. Okay? No one was going to give him more. So don't think this is James Harden, you know, oh, he's so charitable. He's such a good – now he's going to get his ring. No, he's not. He's still out for himself. He's out for the money. He's not getting a ring. That's it. So good for the Sixers that they got $34 million to waste on a tail-end former superstar James Harden. Awesome. Great. Where was that – Seven years ago when you could have helped my team. Three years ago when you could have helped my team win a championship. He's just so, – so what do I think? I think, great, he's going to get his money. $34 million was probably more than anybody else was going to give him. And the Sixers are going to be disappointing again. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. Sixers, the process failed. That's it. Well, well, I think that what he did was smart. And the reason why he did it was because he was James Harden. In the postseason and James Harden in the postseason has been that dude over the last three years and he's been on the he's he's been going the other way I think we've seen the best of James Harden I don't think that we're gonna get any more so this deal works out for him in two for two reasons reason number one if I sign this one plus one and I ball next season and we make a deep run into the playoffs now I can extend myself and basically write my own ticket if I'm James Harden, like I've been over the last two, three years, I at least have another year at this number. And this is probably going to be the last time that I'm paid like this because nobody's going this high again. If I play the way I played last year, the way I played the year before that, and a lot of this is attributed to, and I'm, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm confident that this offseason, I think that he's going to take better care of himself. And the reason why he's going to take better care of himself is because he's in that situation that he's in now in terms of contracts, because he's not going to see another deal like this again if he comes back out of shape and ends up risking injury again and falls to pieces like he's done in the playoffs the last three years. So this contract is smart on his part where he signs a one plus one, because at minimum, I'm going to get another year. If I don't ball out this season, I'm going to get another year at this number. It's a one plus one. I thought it was two years with a third year player option. No, it's, it's a one plus one. It's two years, one year 
one year is guaranteed, and he's got an option after after the first year. I, so I it like does to, make get that confirmed because I thought it was two years plus a thirty-five million dollar third year player option. So it does make I. So it does make sense. That, does, okay, but let me ask: Who in Philadelphia is going to hold him to that to come in in shape? Who's who's the, is it Embiid? Who who's who's the well, one that's he's already? Been, I mean, you can. I mean, I know the media only portrays certain things, but it seems like he's already taking that challenge on. He's been well, in the game. His, he's been present. It's one plus well, one. Here's the thing, though, Tone, that you got to understand. Who's going to hold him to that? He has to hold him to himself to that now. And the reason why he has to hold him to his, himself to that now is because we're on the other side of what he used to be. And time is running out on him. We're not James. We're not seeing James Harden in year seven, who was showing up and basically playing himself into shape during the regular season and then crashing and burning in the playoffs because he ran out of gas. That guy is gone. Now he has to basically pace himself for the regular season. Now he's got a guy like Embiid who can help do that, and he also has to take better care of himself. And the reason why he's got to do that, because I am. this is probably this next deal that I have, whether I extend myself after this one year or I ball out and I extend myself after this. This is the last deal at this level that he's going to get. So I have to be in the best shape, and I got to play the best that I've played in recent years to convince people that, yo, I still got it, and I'm still viable on a championship unit. Now, can I say that about a lot of other guys? I don't know if I can say that about a lot of other guys. I can say that about James Harden. He's still in that position where he's got to prove that I'm, and he's and he still has that opportunity that, that he can prove that, yo, I'm still that guy on a championship contender. He's, but he's not. He hasn't been that guy. He, you, you've said it yourself in the playoffs that he's a different guy. He ha- what, what championship has he led any team to? Well, you, that's you, the you tell me all the time. He doesn't play the way he should in the in the playoffs. Right, I, and I'm not even saying that. You you've said that to me. So why would a guy who has 33 million dollars this year, who's mm-hmm. never shown us that he'll come into in in shape and take it seriously in the offseason. just for the record, it's 33 million dollars mm-hmm. plus a player option for 35.6. So mm-hmm. he has to prove nothing. Right. Because he's the one who holds the chips. So he's going to say, you know what? Yeah, I'll take the $35 million unless someone wants to give me more. He's, so he's holding himself accountable. What in his past makes you believe he'll hold himself accountable? Well, number one is the fact that he's gotten everything. When he basically played him, he played his way out of Houston. He got himself traded to, he got himself traded to, Brooklyn, which I don't think that he really wanted to go there, but they convinced him to come there. And then he got himself traded to Philadelphia. I think this is his last stop at this level. And what I mean at this level, before, if he doesn't come through here, that we're going to see this dude basically not just fall off a cliff, but fall off a cliff on a whack unit. This is the last stop he has on a team where he's going to be viable and they have an opportunity to win. Because this, don't get me wrong, Tone, they do have... The, the runner-up for league MVP and arguably the best big man in the game. So I'm running with this guy. And I haven't had that since 2015 when I was running with Dwight Howard, who was still in his prime, right? So now that I have that, I don't have any excuses. Everything that I've gotten, everything that I wanted, I got it. I got it in Houston, and it didn't work. I got it in Brooklyn, and it didn't work. Now in Philadelphia, they're going to hold him accountable. They're not trying to hear none of the nonsense of him coming into camp out of shape. They're not trying to see too. 
He had it in OKC too. Oh, he, I, 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 he I, can't give, I, I can't give him OKC simply because he was younger. However, what I will say is, as what happened in OKC, a lot of us thought that that was an anomaly because he was young, only except this is really who he is in the playoffs. But he's trying to prove now that what you saw in the past three years, I am better than that, and I still have the goods. And this is my last opportunity to do that. Well, I guess, I guess we'll see. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. And for those that are saying he could have opted in and got more money, no, no. How much was his contract for this season? That 47, he could opt- $47 million. He did, he, he did the smart thing. So let's he did be the smart clear, thing. Let's be clear, chat. He opted out of 47 and got mm-hmm. himself 68. Let's Almost be clear. 70 million. Yeah. Okay. Because he would have been 47, and then who knows after that? Mm-hmm. And it would, if he would have opted in for his 47, it would have been, I would have been with you. I would have said, well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a put up or shut up year. Mm-hmm. Right. He gets paid a ton of money. And if he doesn't perform, he's not getting another big contract. Well, right. he turned that 47 million into two years of 68 million dollars guaranteed because he has the player option. If he balls out, hey, he says, I'm going to opt out, pay me. And like you said, he get, if he doesn't or if he gets hurt, no problem. I'll just opt in for my 35 million or do the right. same thing, get a one on one. So I just listen, I think, you know, I, I just what I want to not do is confuse the fact that he's doing this noble thing, you know, by taking less money. Because I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case. But but actually, Tone, it is and it isn't. It is, be, it, it is because he's also at a point where I've done everything else that I could possibly do. And I've been the league MVP. I've been to the NBA Finals. I've been to the Western Conference Finals. I've been first team All-NBA. I've been a top five player. So all of those things are done. What's the one thing that I haven't done? That's that's been solely attributed to me, by the way. This is not something that I have not had any control over. I'm the one who came into camp out of shape numerous times. I'm the one who has underperformed in the playoffs. So, with that being said, I'm the one who has to go. Yo, I'm going to take less. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to take a shave. I'm going to shave here, and basically, to not take a pay cut, but I'm going to go the other way and prove that I'm a winner because I'm not going to have any more chances. After this, now the noble thing is I'm gonna play for the league minimum. Well, no, he ain't, I ain't doing that. Hell no, I'm not. Do- no, I'm not doing that. But I can appreciate where he at, where he is, be- simply because again, we're talking about a guy who I've been in the league for 13 years, Tone, and 13 years I haven't sniffed the NBA Finals or been a winner. I've oh, come close in the Western I, Conference I and I flamed out. I got to prove that I'm still that dude. And I'm, this is the last opportunity that I have. So after that, I'm after this year, if I don't prove that I still got the goods, I'm probably over. If you if you do that in your prime, if you take a pay cut in your prime to get better players, I'm with you. When you do it on the end, when you're on the down curve, I just I'm just saying, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not right. saying he's not going to be like, the second best player on that team a top 10 guard in the league. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying he's not doing this because he's just, you know, he's a nice guy and he's taking less money. He's doing it because that's probably the most money he was going to get. Oh, he has to. Yeah. To your point. That, that, that part, yeah. Mm-hmm. He has to do it. And he, he understands if I don't win a chip, even as the second guy behind Embiid, if I don't win a chip, my l- legacy mm-hmm. is going to be looked at very, very differently. 
because he sees how people look at Charles Barkley and, you know, see, he hears the talk about, you know, CP3. You know, we're having the talk over Malone, Malone mm-hmm. Stockton, yeah. Like, there's this laundry list of guys who, like, you know, uh, they were there, but they were great. Uh, they didn't win it. And they just, that's the conversation. Yeah, they were great, but yeah, he knows he knows what that means. Even just right. one means so much. So, there we go. Yeah. And honestly, just reading through the comments, like, our, I know our expectations of Harden are, are high because we, of what we saw could be possible. But unfortunately, he's reached his peak and now I think he's on his way down and we're just not going to get much more than maybe 20 points a game. I mean, I think he can be a huge impact for the Sixers, but I just, I don't know if I see a ring coming their way anytime soon, but what I do want to segue this into, do you have anything? No, I was just, I was just going to say, I think NBA fans aren't used to this. Football players do this all the time. They're set to make $20 million this year and they go, you know what? All right, give me thirty over three, right? It it just it, it gives more money and they, and they stretch it out a little bit. That, money that's all. I'm Look, if he comes in and tears it up, awesome, yeah. good for him. I uh, just I, I I haven't seen right. I just feel like he's just going down that road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and it makes me think. I mean, like they say, like you don't change your habits. Typically, the older you get, and and the same goes for Russ. Like. I really love Russ, so I, I don't want any Russ hate. That's not what I'm trying to draw out with this comment. But heading into next season, like, if Russ stays with the Lakers, like, how well can he play his natural play style work with the Laker team? Um, and I'm sure they can make it work. But just like anywhere, like, Russ is primary ball handler. He likes to control the ball going down the court. So it's interesting to see how Harden and Russ, at the age that they are, going into next season, they're not going to change much. Like we might want all the things in the world for them. They, you know, we might want all these things for them, but they're not going to change who they are. They're, they're stuck in their ways at this point, And I don't think that's going to change. So um, Jay, do you see, who do you think is going to have a better season next season? Do you think it'll be Russ or Harden? I think that Russ is in a different space. And what I mean when I say Russ is in a different space Russ is a guy who, if he were able to get on another unit, he probably would be Russ again. Because remember, before he got on the Lakers, he was 22, 10, and 11. That's who Russ was. Well, he gets to the Lakers, and his production doesn't fall off a cliff. I mean, he was 18, 7, and 7, but he was playing in a different system. Now, when I think about Harden being in a better situation because, number one, he's a primary ball handler. He's a primary distributor. And playing with Joel Embiid, who he can play off of him, which needs to be discussed and determined immediately. Tone, this isn't something where we gotta, we're got we going to go back and forth with this. No, I'm the primary ball handler. The offense is going to run through you. You're going to be the guy, and I'm going to play off you. That needs to be the end of the discussion. It shouldn't be, well, I'm going to do – no. I'm going to be the primary ball handler. You are our offense. Whatever you don't do, I'm going to do as a distributor and as a, as a scorer. We need to get to the bottom of that immediately. The problem with Russ is his role with the Lakers, we still don't know what it is. Anthony Davis is going to come back healthy. All right, James is going to come back healthy. Russ is going to come back healthy. What exactly, Russ, is your role on this unit? Does James take a step back from being a primary ball handler? And do we put the ball back in your hands and we make you the primary ball handler? 
end distributor and James plays off of you and Anthony Davis plays off of you? Do we do that? Am I comfortable doing that? How do we implement you in the offense? Do we play fast? Do we slow the game down with you on the floor? Are we going to have you as a guy like Carmelo Anthony, for example, because I heard something really interesting. Is Russ in a situation tone where like what Carmelo Anthony was in, where it was time for Carmelo to change his game and he wasn't prepared to do that. And he was almost ousted until he got to Portland and he was able to do that. Are we seeing that now with Russ or is Russ just in a bad situation and he could still be Russ if he was playing somewhere else? That's the issue that I'm having. So, so here's the thing. We, we looked at the numbers and Russ wasn't that far off. Of his he wasn't career. terrible that far off of his career averages we just thought it was because it was lower obviously than expectations and because the lakers stunk right when you lose a bunch of games your stats matter less i i, mm -hmm. I believe so here's the thing you can only do two things with russ because he, he just he does i've said this before he only has one speed right 100 miles an hour which isn't a bad thing Tone, are we before you go any further, Tone? Are we are we still on that? Because Russ is slowing. I mean, he'll be thirty three. I think he's going on thirty four. No, no. Is, is he slowing down? I mean, so can we still play like that with Russ? I mean, I understand the logic that you know Russ only knows one speed because I'm on that too. But at some point, you know, we have to. Y'all run as fast as I used to. I'm not the athlete that I used to be. So you know, I might have. I gotta dial it back, and I gotta I gotta change my game some. So are we still on that? I, I'm yeah, I'm still. I don't think he's gonna slow. His game is just predicated on his athleticism, and right, he's not a great shooter. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest, right? What what his game is is kind of this. I hate to use this term, but a little helter skelter, just go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a little bit slower than it used to be, it's still go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. So the Lakers have to make a decision: Is Russ gonna be our point guard? Because he's not a good enough shooter to be the two. He's he's not big enough to be a three. He can't play a four. He's not going to be a five. right? Mm -hmm. So he's going to be their point guard. Unless you have a two guard that just doesn't shoot. I don't know. Maybe you could do that in today's league. Why not? Um, so is he's going to be the point guard. So if he's going to be the point guard, then mm -hmm. you have to move LeBron to the three. Which is fine because LeBron can shoot. People forget. Mm -hmm. like He's gotten so much better at shooting threes. He can be that. People forget the three guy, the small four. That's the that's the that's the do everything. That's a Swiss Swiss Army knife. So if you need him to bring up the ball and, and initiate the offense, cool, he could do that. If you need him to kind of go play off the wing, great, you could do that. If you need to post him up, no problem, you could do that. So right. he can still do that. And it needs to be, you know, like, hey, Russ, go. If you can't go, right? If you if you go 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 and you get stopped, pull it back out, and then okay, LeBron runs the offense. Like maybe that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Would 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 Russ come off the bench? That's the question that needs to be answered, Tom, because now we're talking about changing this game. Okay. Then, right, I put – because the one thing that the Lakers have done, the Lakers have brought in younger guys this time around. Right. right? Previously, they were like, hey, in the bubble, we had a bunch of old vets and we won. They tried to do that again. It flopped, obviously. Mm -hmm. This offseason, they brought in some young guys. So if you go with the, you know, the LeBron AD as your first unit and then let Russ – just run with some like that might be he might be the leader of the greatest bench ever if they just go run 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 full court defense just like just smother you mm -hmm. Russ could do that if he'd want to do that i don't know 
you know, mm-hmm. bench player with what, 45, 46. He won't, he won't do it. We <laughs> saw him do that last year and he, or last season and look how that turned out. His attitude. He's, yeah. I feel like Russ is the type of person, like once he gets in his head or like something doesn't go his way, he's just not going to perform yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, so, then you got to move. Him. It's a good idea then for him to move. come in. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's the problem with moving him, Tone. We 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 we've been down that road before, and he's 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 cut ties with his agent. And the reason why he's cut ties with his agent because of irreconcilable differences. Tone, when you have irreconcilable differences, that means that you and I are not on the same page, and we're not going to be on the same page. That means to me that you think it's this way, I think it's this way, and there's no changing my mind or yours. So Russ still thinks that he's this. His agent may think he's still this. And the only way that you're going to stick around, the only way you're going to stick around, Russ, and still be awesome is if you do this. Now, remember, Russ is in his last season. He's in a very similar situation like James Harden. So if we end up in a situation where Russ has another subpar season, what? and and don't forget, Tony, this is his fourth team in four years. Mm -hmm. Where do we go from here? Because Russ still thinks that he's a starter. Russ still thinks that he's a 20, 10, and 10 guy. So if I, he has a- I think he is. I think he is. Not, maybe not 20, 10, and 10, but he's I think he's close. I think he's you know 18, 9, right. and 7. Right. I think he's still and, and probably you know, and he'll have I just I feel like last year I felt like they handcuffed him. I do and, too. And you can't. You gotta let him kind of be him. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna see. Now new coach Darvin Ham, although he's not known, you know, he's right. more known for defense than letting people play. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe let him run a little bit. So I just I keep looking at the screen, thinking, man, if Haley had a shirt that said "and," that would be so dope. That would be so dope, Tone. That would be so dope, right? But Russ is that Russ is the Russ is the kind of player that you have to turn him loose. Russ is yeah. Russ isn't the kind of player. It's 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 controlled chaos with Russ, and Russ is the chaos that James that Anthony Davis. Are basically honing in. You know, we're gonna turn you loose, but we know when to reel you in, and but right. we also know when to turn you loose too. So that has to be established, Tony. And if that can be established, he can be in a better situation where he can find himself extended for two or three more years. Because I think that Russ, at this point, I think that I think that we got maybe two more years of Russ at this level before he's not slowing down, Tony. Before he's over. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I I feel bad because I want to see him flourish and and do what he does, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's going to be difficult on the team that he's on with so many strong personalities, so many good players. It's almost too many. That's why I think super teams are typically a bust because when you throw a bunch of great players uh-huh. on a team, it doesn't mean it doesn't. I'm I know you guys don't agree. You have your own, but no, I don't. Jay agrees. I no, am- Tone is the one. Tone is the super team. Yeah, Tone hates Tone hates the super team logic. He's not trying to hear that at all. Go you know, to foodandchill.myshopify.com and get yourself a there are no super teams shirt yeah, because Tone. super teams aren't the players on it. I've said this before. You put a bunch of stars together, that's a constellation. That's not a super team. A super team is a team that plays super. That's it. You can no. beat just in, the, in what dictionary. Not the Lakers, the Lakers a super team last year or a shit team? Pardon they were, my friend. So, they were, they were a super team. No, 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 no. They, no. they were a super they team. They just didn't pan out. Then. No. Tony, no. if they end up, if that Laker, if that Laker team, if that Laker team ends up in the Western Conference Championship and they lose in seven games, mm-hmm. what are they? 
They're a failed super team. That's what they are. So oh, you can oh, dead oh. that you can dead the logic that they are. They, they're they're a, 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 you know what you just said kind of team. No, if they if that team ends up in the NBA Finals, the logic on LeBron James was well, he couldn't do it without the super team that he just created again. So no. See, but, and, but uh, Lakers, ah, I'll give you a pass. Ah, you but what about Brooklyn? Was Brooklyn a super team? Harden, no. KD? No. Really? No. Why was yes. it a super team? I think that. It, go ahead, Haley. I'm sorry. Well, okay. So if you put Steph, LeBron, and KD on the same team, that's not a super team. No. Even if they didn't make the playoffs, or if, not so if they, they don't play make... super. Not if they okay. don't play super. I think because that what we everyone's definition, everyone's definition. Like here, Allen is saying a super team is a is three number one options on one squad coming together. No, wouldn't no. it be Allen? Wouldn't it be three in their That's prime? Specific. Because no. who cares if they were a number one option and and they're forty years old? Well, then it's not the same. So okay, yeah. so then who are the super teams? Who are the super teams? We got different definitions of super teams, Tom. Because yeah. I mean the the super teams are built. Super teams are also manufactured too. So I'd like to think that the court, because I, I I do hate the term, but I have to accept it. I mean that Miami Heat team, that was a super team, Tom. As much as we don't want to, as much as you don't want to admit it, that Miami Heat team with James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade, that was a super team. That team with that team with Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and that Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett, that's a super team. But that team was manufactured. Add that to the fact that the nineteen eighty one, the nineteen eighty two, eighty three Los Angeles Lakers with Jabal, James Worthy, Magic Johnson, Jamal Wilkes, um, Michael Michael Cooper, and uh, Bob McAdoo. That's a super team also. But that team was manufactured through the draft. So there's different levels of super teams. Just because your super team tone, just, just because your super team flamed out does not mean that it wasn't originally meant to be a super team. Because once again, if the Lakers win the NBA championship, the logic on those guys is, that's a super team. And the criticism of James is he couldn't have done it without a super team. Okay, well, hey. We'll have to make our – we'll have to do a definition because, Jay, that's where I'm kind of questioning my own definition when you say if they were like – Everybody gave a different definition. Where you were saying if it's like you're homegrown, like like the Lakers, Magic, and I just feel like that's – I guess that's a super team, but then I almost want to say that's not because they grew up together. Like the Warriors, Clay, Steph, Dre. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to call them a super team because they just grew – they flourished together, but I guess it is. So And then add KD to that unit. So what's the difference between a super that team is. and a – so what's the difference between a super team and a bomb squad? Because the because the because the Golden State Warriors in seventeen it was a bomb squad. Yeah, no doubt about that. That was a bomb squad. That wasn't a good team. That wasn't a great team. That was a bomb squad. By by by, so, by by this person's definition, that wasn't a super team either. Because you don't have three number one options, and only one person was brought in as a free agent. The rest were were drafted. Well, that, see, that's, what, that's my point. So, like, I, Zill said something good. He, he agrees with me. Thank you. Where he said. We should change the term to a superstar team. Cool. You bring, you know, that's what it is. It's that's it's it's superstar super. That's what it's called. That's what it, that's what that's what super stands for. Superstar team. All right, all right. Uh, I listen. Like I said, and just to go back a second, you, you said the Miami Heat with James and Wade and Bosch was a super team. Yes, that sir. absolutely was. It was because that was manufactured. Yes, two of them were free agents at the time and and were brought to be a part of the team. But yeah. 
they manufactured that. Like, they're on a team that couldn't make the playoffs. They made the playoffs every year. Bosch was on that roster. Tone they dead it. Kill it. The Raptors? You're going to tell me that he botched me? The, the, okay, hold on. If I'm not mistaken, really? if, if, I want to I make sure that I'm clear. Vince Carter had been on that team until, what, 2006, 2005? Bosch 2006. Bosch and Carter, yeah, no. Yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, did that team not make the playoffs with Bosch and Vince Carter on that unit? Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And then when and. And then when Vince Carter went to Jersey, they still made the playoffs. Bosch was a Bosch was a twenty and ten guy. Now, don't get me wrong, twenty and ten is cat. Twenty and ten is could be Bam, but he still was the guy on that team. He was the guy on that team, but that team I think you're 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 not remembering how bad that team was. So if we go back to Chris mm-hmm. Bosch first year in twenty three, sorry, two thousand and three, two thousand and four. Yep. Um, let's see. Let's see. The Toronto Raptors in tw- tw- finished thirty three and forty nine. That I don't. That's not a playoff team. Okay. So uh, then they finished thirty three and forty nine again in his second season. That's not a playoff team. Then they finished twenty seven and fifty five. That's not a playoff team. So I know his first three seasons Damn. he didn't make the playoffs. Hmm. Then they finished okay forty seven and thirty five. Congratulations, they made the playoffs. Forty one and forty one. Mid. Made the playoffs again. Sure. Yeah. 33 and 49 again. No playoffs. 40 and 42. Uh, they did not make the playoffs. Mm-mm. 22 and 60. No, that was that that was uh that was the I next to the last season before he left. So they didn't make the playoffs every year. I misspoke on that. They didn't make the playoffs every year. Like that team. So is it a superstar if you can't lead even to the playoffs? This almost a but playoff? then, but, oh. oh absolutely. Well, 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 wait a minute, Tom. Hold I, on. Listen, I get it. I get it. I'm in the minority, and everybody in the chat is like, oh, Fluent, trying to call me. I've never heard a stat from Fluent. No, you've never heard something you like from Fluent. You always hear stats from Fluent. You never hear Mm -hmm. something. might not be what you like to whoever said I forget his name, Um, but, you know, you're just a hater. So here's the key, Sean. So here's the thing. For me, for me, I'll say, hey, you put stars together, superstars together, cool. Good for you. Good for you. That's your job. As a player, as an executive, your job is to bring the best possible players together so you can win. If you don't win, shame on you. If people want to put a label on it, it's a super team, it's a that, it's a this, that's people trying to put on la- labels on a team to create a narrative. Why do we start using super teams? Well, it's because, well, because first, I think the first time I ever heard it was, oh, LeBron only could win with a super team. And then LeBron fans became, oh, LeBron couldn't win because he had to face super teams. That's the first time I really heard the term. There was the big three in Boston. Mm-hmm. But there were teams with tons of stars on them before. Mm-hmm. We just didn't use that term. So I feel like we created this term to either boost up our favorite player or knock down you know, a, a hated player. So that's why I don't like it. I don't feel like LeBron. When I hear someone say, and you know how I feel about LeBron. So when I hear someone say LeBron could only win with a su- super team, I'm like, you're an idiot. Shut up. Oh, LeBron. Oh, he didn't. He's only four and six because he had to play all these super teams. Nope, you're an idiot. Like, I don't care which side of the fence you're on. I don't like it when you use it as an excuse to hate or to boost. And I'll and I'll leave it at that. Okay, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, before we end this topic, are the Clippers a super team right now or heading into next season? Would we you consider not not you, but Jay? No, you? I didn't hear the team. No, what team? Oh, Clippers. No, I don't think Clippers are a team. Mm -mm. 
First okay. of all, we don't even know if John Wall can still play. Yeah, that's forget, true. Forget play at a high level. We don't even know if he can still option. play. He's the number one option. George is the number one option. Kawhi is okay, the number that's one. That's not all. And, so, and, and if it was that tone, if it was that simple, yeah, then it would. Then we wouldn't even be having this conversation. John Wall has played forty games in the last two years, so we don't even know if he can still play yet. As opposed to him. Let alone him playing at a high level. Let let alone him playing at an all star level. I already said this to you already, Tone. They're not just going to hand him the basketball. He's going to have to. We got a quarterback controversy in with the Clippers. He's going to have to win that job. They're not just going to give him the ball and go, "Yo, you're the starting point guard," because they already have one. And I'm not sure that as of today, I'm not sure that he's ready or he's better for them than Reggie Jackson is. I don't know that. And we don't even know if he could still play. So the idea that the Clippers are a super team, no, mm -mm, I don't think so. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, people are saying I'm playing Reggie over Wall. Yeah, well, honestly, we won't know until we're there. So right, we'll we'll see. Hope best best of luck to him. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um. Um, okay, real quick, I just want to touch on both of your thoughts on LeBron playing in the Drew League. Um, we all got to watch that, and, and the highlights were great. It seemed like such a fun experience. <laughs> um, but just really quick, not too long, and then we'll get into a touch of football, and then mm -hmm. we'll be done. But, um, Fluent, did you get to watch any of those highlights, and how did you feel about the hype around all of that? Well, here's my thing. You know, you know, do you know any Shakespeare? I know a little bit. I know what you do, Ellie. You know mm -hmm. some Shakespeare? Yeah, enough. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's much ado about nothing. LeBron <laughs> went down to the Y and dropped fifty. Big deal. That's really all it was. Big to be deal. honest, with you. that's really Malachi, at the end of the day, that's all it was. Malachi Flynn dropped seventy three. Who cares? It, it's who cares? Good for him. The fact that he's getting out there and he's playing, that's good. It's, you should be playing in the summer, staying in shape, and, hey, I yeah. want him to lead my Lakers to a chip. I'm great. Uh, he was at the Y, and he dominated, as he should. Good. Great. He looked awesome. Like, I'm not Skip. I'm like, he missed a free throw at the end. Of Who cares? Like, it was yeah, – <laughs> he went down. You know, it, it was just as – it was – look, the highlights were great, right? Mm -hmm. It was better than watching, you know – We've been seeing a lot of Adam, Adam Sandler here in Toronto lately with some pickup games. It was better than watching him. No offense, Adam. You're my guy. Um, big, good for him. But like Malachi Flynn drops 73. Is he the next great shooter in the NBA? Do you no. know who Malachi Flynn is? I don't. He's a bench warmer on the Raptors. He's actually a really good shooter. Yeah. Um, but he dropped 73. Have Did you hear anything about that? His team, by the way, only scored 100. And he scored 73. That's a bigger deal, I think. But it was why is it not a big deal? Because it was down at whatever summer league, Drew League, whatever league. I just it's because it's LeBron, right? He's the biggest star in the world. He's got the most fans in the world and the most haters in the world. Good for him. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a big deal. I, I don't think it's a big deal. Haley, really quick, when you live in a city like Los Angeles, and there's a bunch of pro athletes, pro basketball players in particular that live there, and in the summertime, what are we doing? We're training. And what do we find out? Yo, where's the run at? Yo, I heard about this place called the Drew League. Is and I heard his ball is down there, which is the equivalent to what tone that you just mentioned to us? What wait, where did he Yeah, wait, he where did he, yeah. That's, that's basically that's basically what it is. Where's the run? Well, the run is at the Drew League. Yeah, let's go down there and see what's going on down there. All right, so James shows up and he gets a run in. That's all it was. It wasn't James coming down to the 
any 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 anything anything special. This is what I do. I work out in the summer. I found out that this is where the run is. Let's go down there and get a run and see what it is. And that's all he did. Will he come back? No. Could you could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine someone bragging? I'm gonna go back a few years. Someone bragging about what they did on the set of Space Jam because they had built for both Jordan and LeBron and and they played pickup games. Could you imagine someone coming out there going, I dropped 50? Like, you know, the only when I play my Friday night, you know, YMCA league, the only person I come home to is is my wife and say, hey, I dropped 40. (laughs) (laughs) And and she goes, I don't care. Go to bed, right? Like She she couldn't care less about that. (laughs) If you told her that you cracked seven threes, she's going to be like, so? What's for dinner? I came home and I was like, I hit nine threes in a row, and the last one was a game winner at the buzzer because we played timed with refs, right? And she's like, and like, why'd you wake me up? Like, so, you know, so. oh, yeah. Yeah, last okay. time I did drop nine. Okay, okay. <laughs> see, no one cares. No one cares. Yeah, no, no. I, well, we care, but I, I feel you. And okay, this is a topic. I, also, really quick before we end, I, I just want your thoughts like this is one of those things not your brain think with your heart mm-hmm. i forgot where i saw this somewhere i've seen it a couple places okay but recently past couple years especially these enemies that braun used to have uh not enemies but guys he you know kind of battled it out with like draymond for example was one of those guys they didn't necessarily get along and now uh you know if you watch lebron's show the shop um he, you know, he's like backing up every guy he has on there, whether like Tatum was one recently, uh, Draymond now they're like business partners. Is this something that comes with age and maturity and being like, oh, this is, you know, we can all get along? Or does this diminish the com- like the competition of the game? Or is it separate? Is it like this is what I do off the court and this is what I do on the court? If that makes any sense, how do you feel about LeBron kind of being everybody's big brother in a sense? Me? Yeah, yeah, you. Jack. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> were there, were there any more with Tone and who got you, Tone? Who got you started in the NBA? Magic. Was there a, was there a more heated rivalry between the Magic and Bird? Uh, maybe, maybe Mike and Zeke. Maybe like, Mike they and Zeke still hate each other, but yeah, no. Yeah. Probably Magic Bird, Magic and Bird, that rivalry saved the NBA, so probably no. But when we find out later, Magic finds out who Bird actually is. He's getting older, and he finds out. You know what, man? This dude got a lot in common. Don't get me wrong. I will get on the court and I will go after him, and I won't let up. But me and this dude are a lot alike, so I can set aside my differences. Once we step off the court, as we get older, now when we still in the heat of battle, that's especially when we're younger. I just want to tear your head off. But then I find out that you and I are a lot alike. Once you find that out, the the relationship between us changes. The problem that Isaiah had with Jordan, that's something completely different. Them dudes never really actually sat down and and got to know each other. That was just two dudes just butting heads. Bird, I mean, Magic was actually at Bird's house. My mo- his mother sat him down and fed him, and we shot a commercial at his house, and I find out that, yo, this dude is very much similar to me. And that doesn't lessen that I'm going to still go after him when we play against each other, but as we get older, we recognize that, yo, this dude is a lot like me. We got a lot in common. So the respect factor grows, 
and even the friendship girl. He looked like a dude that, you know, once we stop playing, I think I can have a relationship with this dude. There's so many levels to this, I think, to answer your question, because you, you asked me to think with my brain, not with my heart. So no, think with I, your heart, not I, your I got, brain. As I've gotten, oh, the other way around? Oh, I, I screwed yeah. up the caption. The ticker is bad. Um, but I'll think with my brain anyways. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. Jay did heart. I'll do brain. A couple of things. One, as you get older, you realize, like, to hate someone. It's dumb. Man, it's that's dumb. Such, that, is, that is such a, 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 a waste of dumb. energy to hate on someone. <laughs> like, listen, I have pretty strong opinions on people, and people call mm-hmm. me a hater, but I don't hate anybody. I, I, yeah. I've said it many times. I want every player in every sport to be healthy, to play their absolute best, and, and, then, and then we see, you know, what comes, what comes of it. I want that for everybody. Now, mm-hmm. does that mean I have to have a, an opinion where that person's perfect? They can walk on water. No. I, I'm going to tell you how I feel about people. That being said, back to my original point, hate is is is, is tiring. It's just t- like I and, and hate means you care. Hate yeah. means you care, right? Because if you don't care, you don't hate, right? There's this really there's a thin line between love and mm-hmm. hate. So I think LeBron, as he's gotten older, has realized, well, why am I why am I feuding with these guys? That that's not really the NBA we live in today. Right, guys don't, you know. There's, there's some, but the, the whole, the hatred and people, you know, they bout, they might be playing together one day, right? You never know. LeBron right. probably, he's a billionaire now, probably gonna own a team one day. So he's, you know, some of these guys are young enough that he needs to be cool with them. Right. Um, others, it might be their sons. Just look at his roster. He's got O'Neal's son. Um, who else is son? He got Pippin's son. Scotty Pippin's son. Yeah, he's, he's got a third one. I can't remember. He's got the third. A th- he's got three sons, right? I'm, I know we don't talk a lot of baseball. The Toronto Blue Jays have three players of former major league players that I used to watch: Vlad Guerrero, Bichette, and somebody else that I forget. So mm-hmm. it's just like he's 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 realized. Yes, to answer your question, he's gotten older. It's done. There's no need to hate. Two. Listen, there, he's going to be doing more things, whether it's owning a team, whether it's you know his marketing company, his production company, all the. You know, you want them to be. He wants them to be guests on the barbershop. Hey, his guy is an agent. He might want to sign them. So to have rivalries where you hate each other just mm-hmm. isn't good business. So yeah, I think okay. it's with age and maturity, and he's just kind of moving on because. And again, like, just think about it. Some of us old guys see these guys, you know, dapping up before every game. And we're like, dude, like, wait till after. Yeah. Hate each other before and during the game. And then well, after the game, you know, we, we could. Could, We can still hate each other, Tone. And, and, and it's good for the game because it's good for viewership. But at what level are we hating each other, right? So this isn't Bird, this isn't Zeke and Jordan hating each other. No, it's not like that where I don't want I don't want that dude. This isn't Red Sox Yankees hating each other. No, it's not like that. No. We I, I don't think that we've gone that far, but I just think that these guys well I just think that these guys have gotten older. I got uh, a lot of other things. James got I got two kids in high school and I got a daughter. You think I got time to hate Draymond Green? <laughs> Yeah, Draymond, Draymond yeah. Listen, he's going to want to be Draymond's agent. Draymond has a nice career yeah. with tires, dude. Like, he's no fool. And, yeah. just, and quickly, um, just to vamp, I don't hate super teams. I just don't think they exist. Um, yeah. But you you brought up a point, and I, I, I saw that comment, and I forgot what I was going to say. But um, it's just, yeah, I'll just I'll leave it at that. 
No, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. that's, it's like siblings. Like as you get, like you hate each other when you're young, but then you grow up together and eventually you become friends or even with our relationships with like our parents or the people in our lives when we were young, those, those relationships can change. And um, again, it's maturity that can help that those relationships grow. And honestly, they're probably thinking much more business mindedly versus just in the game. So Haley, I want to I want to choke the life out of my brother sometimes. But yeah, if he needed yeah. an eye, he could have this one because yeah, I, I don't you need this one. Absolutely, you can have this one. I got two of them. You yeah, straight? Yeah. So I, exactly. I'll give it to him tomorrow. Anyone anyone that knows me, right? <laughs> Some people in this chat probably do. I, I've gone through stretches where I have two older brothers. I, I've gone through stretches where I don't talk to them. But guess what? They need something. I need something. We you know where to find them at, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just a natural, natural part yeah. of the game. But um, I, I know we've kind of gone a bit over. Um, so okay, we go overtime because we got some yeah. football, no? I did. I just wanted to touch on uh, Jay. You can start with this one since you are a Niners fan. Go Niners! Mm-hmm. Um, but we got the notification today. Um, Jimmy G is now cleared to practice. I guess, and that is also opens up you know possible trade talks that's mm-hmm. you know the discussion going on right now um do you see i know we've already talked about this a little bit but do you see his trade value even being high at all if he were to leave i guess where do you see him fitting in at the end you wrap it up i i know you don't think he's leaving but you can go into that a little bit more as well well not 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 right now tone i think it's a bit curious that he's cleared to practice and training camp opens and when it's interesting how training camp opens in a week it's open in a week yeah, yeah. training camp opens in a week and he's he's cleared to practice now he wasn't cleared to practice a week ago but he's cleared to practice now now i don't think that his trade value is high right now because we're going into the preseason i'll tell you what though Give it about maybe week three or week four when these quarterbacks start to not perform as well as they thought that they would or some guys start going down. Well, that trade value is going to go through the roof. Now Jimmy G is going to be a guy who is sought after. Now, I'm not really a fan of moving off of him. The reason why I'm not a fan of moving off of him because I don't think Trey is ready yet. I think that he's going to get the reps that he needs playing behind Jimmy because Jimmy notoriously gets banged up. But the flip side to that, though, is before last season, before last season, I mean, Jimmy G won 80% of his starts, which means that when he plays, we win. And that helps us. But that's also going to help another team. I like him. If if Jimmy G were to get traded, I actually like him in Tennessee with that unit. They got a strong running game. Not only do they have a strong running game, they got a guy who can deliver the football better than Ryan. I think he's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. I think that they would have gone further than than they would have with Ryan Tannehill. The the issue with Jimmy G was, is, and will be going forward, can he hold up? It's not his play because when he plays, his team wins. Yeah, is when it, that's uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with I'm gonna go with Colin Cowherd, who I'm gonna give you his breakdown, then I'll give you mine on what I mm-hmm. think. He, he he does a pretty good job. I have I have these two teams flip though so we're gonna start at the bottom uh because i said this a while back uh before they made the you know before they signed um before they signed um deshaun watson i thought the browns were a nice landing spot for him because he is a guy who when he's on the team they win that team is is built to win now 
And mm-hmm. so they need someone. And I just didn't think Baker's that guy. So if you couldn't get someone, I thought Jimmy G made sense. Now, now it's going to depend on they're paying, you know, again, they're only paying Watson $1 million this year. So people forget right. that, right? So, so if they're only paying Watson a million and I get it, they have uh, Tyrod Taylor. Jimmy G is better than Tyrod Taylor. I so, think you know, again, I think he, he can go there and make a difference. So Colin has him at 5%. He then has him with the Texans at 5%. Why the Texans would want to pay 20-something million dollars when they're trying to develop Davis Mills, and, and they're not a good team, doesn't make sense. So that Who you love, by, who, by the way, you love him, Tony, and I don't know why, but you do. I, I need to start watching David Mills more. I do, because you talk about him all the time. But I really, I more so, I just, I have, uh, I hold, I hold Lovey Smith in very high regard, so I think he's going to put... Uh, that team in a position to be competitive. Look, they're mm-hmm. not that good talent-wise, but I think they'll be competitive. So I think the Texans, uh, uh, Colin Cowherd is wrong at 5%. They should be at zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falcons at 5%. Uh, Falcons yeah. at 5%. Uh, Falcons, you know, listen, mm-hmm. with Mariota, eh, right? Mm-hmm. I do like Drake London. I do like uh, Kyle Pitts. I think that's a team that could, you know, surprise some people. They're not making the playoffs, but I think, again, that's a team that, is is in, they already have their gap quarterback? They're taking a chance on Mariota, and now they're going to draft. They're going to have to draft a QB next year. So Falcons, I think, are also at zero percent. This one is actually one that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Seahawks. Now they probably don't want to trade him in the division, so that might be the reason why Colin only has hit them at fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. Seahawks don't have a QB, which you guys probably love the fact that they don't. Like Geno Smith yeah. might actually be the starter. Like yeah, I know most people think <laughs> Drew Locke, it might be Geno Smith, which I've is a said, little bit scary. I've said this. I've probably said this countless. Yeah. I've said this countless time, Tone. I love Russell Wilson. I think he was awesome, but I am not sad to see him leave the NFC yeah. West. No, I am not. And, and you guys can understand why. So this and I just. Yes, go ahead. I don't think Jimmy G would thrive with the Seahawks. Not not because of the players specifically, but just the way that they play. And I mean, he, his the Niners. That's a throw, he, that's a throw heavy offense, Tom. Exactly. With PK, yeah, with yeah. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, that's um, a throw heavy offense, Tom. I just don't know if he listen, can do it. It's not that, listen, Russell Wilson, who is a mobile quarterback, had to run for his life behind that offensive line. Jimmy G is not moving, he's getting smoked. He doesn't last four yeah. games. So I thought that that's also should yeah. be out of the picture. Yeah. Okay. Here's the one, you know, interesting because this the guy that's there, you know, Jay likes him a lot. I think he's not that. I I believe he's a below average quarterback, but he was taken six overall, and we said it at the time, way too high. But people, well, he's a first round pick. He was picked six overall. You got to give him a chance. No, you don't. No, you don't. Move on from Daniel Jones. The Giants are an okay team if they had a quarterback. Seventy percent, Colin Cowherd has him going to the Giants. I don't hate that move. I actually think of all the teams I mentioned, I agree with. I agree with you, Jay. He should stay in San Francisco. But if he were to move, I think I think the Giants are actually a pretty good spot for him. I think we're at a position. I think we're at a spot now with Daniel Jones where. I don't know that you heard that one before because I see your face like, "Hey, that's not a bad idea." Yeah, it really isn't. But we're in a but we're in a spot now where, and Tony, you're a football guy, you can appreciate this. Guys like the guy from the Jets, guys like Daniel Jones, they can stand to sit behind somebody for a year, two years because they're not ready. But when you put them out there, like you've already done with. Daniel Jones, you put him out now. This this is what you're left with. So we got to develop this dude. So to bring 
so so to bring Jimmy G in with the Giants, that's basically saying that that because Jimmy G is only twenty eight years old. So now you're telling us that Jimmy G is your quarterback. You're moving on from Daniel Jones, which means we made a which means we made a which means we made a mistake. Which means we made a mistake. And if we made a mistake, we didn't fail fast. That means that the people that we got in here, we kind of screwing up. Tony, this is year four now that we end with Daniel Jones. We didn't fail fast. You know who failed fast? Who says he had? I'm glad you mentioned that. Because you know who failed fast, Tony? Arizona fell fast. Why? Because they they drafted Rosen. And they realized immediately, we got the wrong guy. This is not our guy. And they immediately take Kyler Murray the next season. That's failing fast. You don't have a guy in year four and you go, I don't know if we I, I don't know if this is our guy. I'm not sure. This is our guy. We in year four. We're developing him. We're, we're developing we an offensive line. Already committed. If you don't know who he now. is now, if you don't know who he is now, then then you've been watching you haven't been watching. We know who he is. He's not a starting quarterback. We don't so know that not. tone. And the reason and the Giants already said that. The Giants said quote the, the, this is the giant brass who said this quote. We've done everything we possibly can to screw this kid up. Cool. Everything. Cool. 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 What did what do the kids say? Cool story, bro. Let me ask you a question. Who would you rather have starting if you're a giant fan? Jimmy G or Daniel Jimmy Jones? Jimmy G right or Daniel Jones right now. Damn. You're not thinking about it. Come on. I'm still going with Daniel Jones, Tone, because he's been in the system. He has been. He's been in the system and we're building it around him. That's not. I don't think he's better than Jimmy G, but I got to go with the guy that we building this around. I have to, Tom. I don't want to bring. Well, we well, don't know how Jimmy G is going to be. Then you're going to be a new unit as well. Google. How is he going to deal with that? Versus, I don't know. The offensive line issues you said with the offensive line issues, Tom. You said with Seattle. You don't think we got that problem with the Giants? We've had that problem with the Giants since they had Eli. That's fair. All right. I I just uh, I'm I'm really not high on Daniel Jones. Clearly. Oh my goodness! I'm okay, excited so for football. Just, okay, if he had to leave, to. if he had to leave, uh, if he had to leave, Franklin, let me just quickly answer Franklin's question. Why is this? Why isn't this on Player's Choice? Uh, we had to make a, a little adjustment. It's a special edition just today only. We'll be back on Player's Choice tomorrow, 9 p.m. Thursday. Um, that being said, if Jimmy G has to leave San Francisco, where where do you have him? I just like him. To be honest with you, Tony, I think the the best fit for him is Tennessee. They got a heavy run game. He doesn't have to. Yeah. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to throw that much. Um, I think they got a better offensive line, and I think he would thrive in that system. And they and they would keep him upright. Okay, I don't. I don't hate that. And I think he a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. So, okay, that's where I'm at with that. What do you? Uh, somebody asked. He's. Uh, do you think he's better than Jameis? Would he do well on the Saints? Would Jimmy G do well on the Saints? I don't know if he. I think Jameis is a better athlete than him. I think Jameis is that system tone. You're a football guy. You know how systems are. When you got a guy that you're developing in that system, you can't just bring another guy in here and it's just going to work. Tom Brady's aren't just. Hanging from trees, Tony. They, they ain't just growing on trees, no. all right? Guys like Tom Brady and 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 and, and the kid in in Los Angeles aren't just. I'm 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 getting a little animated about this because Tone <laughs> thinks that you could just bring in a great quarterback and it's just going to work when oh, you don't have great, you don't just have great quarterbacks running around. Justin Herberts aren't growing on trees in the NFL, Tone. 
I, I don't. Th- I don't think they are. I, I, and I'm not saying that you could just plop him anywhere. But that's why I said the Giants, who again, we're we're, we're taking we're taking a a leap of faith and saying Saquon Barkley is healthy yeah. with that receiving core and Saquon Barkley. Jimmy G is a good fit. If Barkley's hurt, then Jones and Jimmy G are both going to fail. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's bound to have a good season. Hopefully, he's yeah, been injured for. A question about so Jameis. Jimmy's a safer quarterback. Right, Jimmy's a safer quarterback, but he can't make the throws that Jameis does, which also kind of helps him too sometimes because Jameis can, you know, you know, people people always bring up that thirty-three and thirty touchdown to interception season, right? When he uh, thirty-six bucks, he also had like seven or eight fumbles lost too. So it's like he was a turnover machine. So is Jimmy G a better quarterback than Jameis? Yeah, he wins more games. Right, so that's what matters as a quarterback: winning games. He also threw for five thousand yards that year, too. By the way, I just want to put that out there. What's that now? He also threw for five thousand yards that year. Too. Five thousand yards, thirty-three, thirty-six, whatever. Yeah, touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was amazing. But thirty interceptions, and like I said, seven, eight, whatever fumbles. Jimmy G's a safer, better producing, more wins quarterback. Jameis is the better athlete. Jameis has the better arm. Jameis, like I really like Jameis Winston. I think he, if he had the full season, he's going to do really well. Especially if Michael Thomas is healthy, Kamara is healthy, right? All of those things will play a role. Um, now, if I'm the Saints, if I'm the Saints, now I'm, I'm going to roll with Jameis. And if he doesn't work out this year, then I'm drafting another quarterback. Right? That's mm-hmm. that's fair. That's I fair. Like Jameis. I like Jameis. Uh, yeah. And look, like, I, 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 we watch every Niners game. Like, Jimmy is I, – I like Jimmy, and I hate Jimmy sometimes too. Like, some of the things he do, does are so careless, and, and pressure gets to him so easily. But he is a safe option, and, and so I just – I don't think San Francisco is going to get rid of him. I think we need him one more season. Hopefully he can continue to grow in his career, but honestly, I don't know. I'm, I, hopefully he and Trey can kind of do something together. And real quick, my, my, my boys from Pick the Side is in here. And to add to his point, he said it was Jameis' first year under Bruce Arians' offense. Not only was it Jameis' first year under Bruce Arians' offense when he threw a record number of interceptions, just so you know, the year that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, that was Tom Brady's, I think it was his third worst interception year of his career. Oh, I think he tied. So he yeah. stayed. So it's not like it's a situation where Jameis was just terrible. That was also Tom Brady. I think he threw 13. I think he threw 13 interceptions that year, which was tied for the third worst. 12 or 13 interceptions, which is tied for the third worst of his career. So throwing Jameis in that system with which is a run, which is a pass heavy system with Arians. And, and a lot was, of, I, I, I think he got a lot worse yeah, flack for that than he should have gotten. A lot of deep passes, a lot of uh you know, take chances. It's a high interception. High risk, high reward offense. So mm-hmm. yes, Palmer, Manning, Winston, Brady—they all threw more than their usual, especially Winston. Right. Interceptions because of that offense, a hundred percent. Your boy from Pick a Sides in here. Oh, we need to have a chat. Pick a side. You reach out to me later because mm-hmm. uh, some of your goons have been in my chat. And I heard about and I heard about <laughs> that, and I don't. And I heard about that, and I do oh, not appreciate yeah. that. We're gonna get to the bottom of that. Them or for some of their goons, but pick a yeah. side. We'll do what yeah, you guys. That's we'll do what yeah, you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll call it a, a night today and, and wrap it up because we did go over. Mm-hmm. We'll be back tomorrow though. So, um, like I always say, if you have any you know thoughts or topic ideas, let us know. We didn't get to a lot of questions today just because we missed yesterday. So, 
um, we'll definitely leave a more open space. I just for let you questions. guys know. I just let you guys know. Just I know you say wrapping it up. I have the extra five minutes. If you do want to scroll back in the chat and answer some questions, I'm okay yeah, with let's that. Let's do it. Let's run right. back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, where was a good one? Or you know, for those of you that are in the chat, oh, oh. okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, Justin said. Um, uh, Josh Rosen got drafted and said, I'm winning a Super Bowl. Right. Mm-hmm. Where is he now? What happened and to him? I don't even think he's still in the league, to be honest with you. And if he is, I think that he's, he's backing not. somebody I up. He's dropping 40 in the Drew He's dropping 40 in the Drew League. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Tom, because you, you're, 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 you've said this countless oh. times. When you fail, in good business, yeah, when you fail... fail Fail fast. They realized right from the beginning, we got the wrong guy. This is not the right guy. That's why they went with Kyler Murray. We don't have the right guy. And and we got to move on from him immediately. And they did that. And I actually thought that he was going to be good in Miami. I really did. Because I saw him throw. But the problem that we have with Josh Rosen, I don't think he loved a game. I think he was just really good at it. So a friend, a friend of mine, um, and I don't even know what uh, show he's doing right now, but he used to have a podcast. And um, and he said he and he used to cover whatever university it was that Josh Rosen went to. Someone will, will tell me because I don't really pay attention. I don't care. Um, but he said, look, and one of the things when we were covering him in college was he was the last one in, first one out, which is the opposite. You don't want you that. Want no, you don't want that. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you don't want that. Yeah. So, so is, they weren't surprised that he was a flop. Other people, I guess, were expecting bigger things. Uh, pick a side. I am not DMing you. I was just, I don't care. I'm just letting you know that you've got some crazy fans. Okay. I think the Jets go 5-12 and 12 this year. <laughs> I'm, looking at the a- I'm, I'm looking at the AFC East, and I'm look- I don't think that they're better than Buffalo. I don't think that they're better than the Patriots. And, I'm, and I don't think that they're better than the Dolphins. Now, I think that the Dolphins have, have improved dramatically. In fact... I think that they're, it's going to be between them. I think it's going to be between them and the Patriots to be second in that division. I think Buffalo is the class of the AFC East, but I think between the Dolphins and uh, the Dolphins and the Patriots, those two are going to be battling it out for one of those playoff spots in the AFC. I think the Jets are at the bottom of the AFC again. I think that they're a five and twelve, four and thirteen team this season. I and and the reason why I feel like that tone is I feel like they screwed up. This quarterback that they have, he could have, I'm sorry, he could have stood, he could have stood to sit behind somebody for a year, maybe even two seasons. He was not ready. And the fact that they threw him out there and it was obvious that he wasn't ready, more young quarterbacks get screwed up than they get developed. I'm going to, and he's one of those guys. I'm going to go through it really fast, right? And here's why I kind of agree with you Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Pittsburgh, Miami, Green Bay, Denver, New England, Buffalo, New England, Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, Miami. So until the end second half of that schedule, damn. Like it is like it is we could be looking at an 0 and 11 Jets team before they win a game. That's what we could yeah. be looking at. We could be looking we could very well be looking at an 0 and 11 Jet team before they yep. win a game. 
yeah, I think their first eight games, it's it's Cleveland basically is their shot. L. Who's the who's the run, run, run down run down no, that schedule one more time, Tom? So Baltimore. L. Cleveland. L. <laughs> Pittsburgh. L. Oh, sorry, I missed Cincinnati. Excuse me. L. Yeah, Cincinnati. <laughs> so Pittsburgh is week four. That's four L's. Miami. L. At Green Bay. L. At Denver. L. Well, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. They, they might be able to be. Denver, I think, may be a little bit overrated. Even though they got Russell Wilson, I think, Tony, they had, they had no pro bowlers on that on that offensive line. So they might be a little bit overrated. But I'm going to go L. I'm going to go said, L. Okay, uh, he said Cleveland without Deshaun and just Brissett. I mean, I know. That's, is, what, I said. That that's what I said. Cleveland might be the viable. one. Cleveland might be the okay. one. Yeah. But then they got the Patriots. L. They got the Bills. L. They're at New England. L. That's 10 it. right there. That's 0 and 10 right there. Chicago comes to New York. There's your, there's your oh, win right there. there <laughs> we talk a lot, Tom. We talk a lot about good team. And I know you hate this, but we talk a lot about good teams. Who is going to be trash this year? The Bears. I think the oh, Bears going to be the sure. Between them and Atlanta are the worst two teams in the NFL. No, not Atlanta. Not Atlanta. Not Atlanta. Atlanta's going to be super whack, Tom. I don't think they're going to be whack. I think they're going to yeah. be super whack. Here, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. I'm going to play. You know me. I like I like statistics, and we got we we'll get to the super chat here in a second. But I just I want to be clear. Which division, which conference, excuse me, is the toughest? Oh, it's the AFC, no doubt about it. So that's yeah. why that's the only reason why I think the Bears and Atlanta will have a chance to win four or five games. But there's going to be a team. There's going to be a Jacksonville, a Houston, someone who's just going to be just because you're going against. Just think about Tennessee, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Vegas, Steelers, Colts, just, you know, Chargers. Like I think nine solid, solid teams in the garbage. Like you know, I'm I ooh, like, if I'm the Texan. Hey, hell, it's gonna be rough out there for them. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gonna be rough out here for them. Hey, hey pick the side, y'all, my dudes. But I got to tell you, the Jets are going to be garbage this year. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> it's, just, it's so tough because those teams, now they know they got to get wins. There's nine, ten good teams in the AFC. We have to beat Houston. We have to beat Jacksonville. We have to beat the Jets. And I think the Jets are much improved. Don't get me wrong. But if they don't, if they don't beat those guys, like they're going to get killed by when they have to face, you know, the Chiefs and the Chargers and you know, the, oh the Raiders. God. Not AFC West alone. What, 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 what's the one common denominator tone? That's the pro. As much as they has have improved, what's the one common denominator here? It's their quarterback situation. Of course, that's it. So unless they, unless that defense is the two thousand one Ravens or the two thousand three Bucks. They are going to be garbage. They're in trouble. Okay, so let's get the super <laughs> chat. We should do the super chat. The super chat is oh, always preferential treatment here. So FIFA boy wants to know, what are the best-looking jerseys in NBA history? The best-looking jerseys. You know, I, I used to dig, though. I, I remember when Cleveland, when 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 when, when they had the, uh, like the powder blue jerseys that they came out with, I thought those was dope. But – with all of that being said, I am a huge fan of the Trailblazers uniforms. When they used to wear the black with the stripe, uh, when Drex would not, not just the black, when oh, they wore the red, when when they wore the red with the uh, with the red, with the white in them, oh, them Trailblazers uniforms was super dope. I can't even go into 
when the Bulls would wear the white, when Jordan would come out with the black sixes on, I was like, what? What is this? Yeah. Um, Haley, you got one? All t- out of all time? All time. Um, nah, I don't know. I can't pick. I hate ranking anything. You don't have to. Oh no, Haley! That 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 Warriors team, the the city jerseys, those are dope. Oh yeah, those are fire. I really yeah, really like those, those are dope. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That was dope. Um, I'm going with. I got uh. Oh well, the, the Lakers. The Lakers have that. that, that here we go. Here, here we go. I knew this was coming. Here, here we go. I knew. I knew it was coming. Come on, Tom, with the with the Minneapolis the MPLS. Yeah, come yeah. on, Tom. I knew it was coming. I just, I they nice. They nice. <laughs> How about the Raptor one with the big logo, the big dinosaur? Oh my god, those are so. Who made like if that's a job? If you need a job doing that, word. I I qualify. Tom, can I can I can I get that trash uh, one one time? I like I love my Lakers ones, but if I'm being honest, listen, maybe it's because my generation. But like when the Bulls came out with that first year with that all black, I think it had like a really thin red pinstripe. Yeah, that, that was dope too. Those he had the, he had the thirteen he had the red and white thirteens on. I was like, Mike, stop playing, yo, y'all killing us, stop. But there's been I really look. I know they had to get rid of the name, but I really like some of the bullets uniforms. The those was dope too. There's some nice ones. I know those was dope too. Are the mm. are the uh, uh, because I'm trying to make nice with your guys from pick a side. Um, do you think the Patriots will regress? No, I don't. In fact, I think that they're going to be better this season. Even though they lost some of their secondary, I think that they're going to be better. I think they're going to be better offensively this season. I do think that. I think the Patriots are going to be fighting with the Jets in the bottom of the uh, the AFC East. Well, I think that that's. I, I think, I think that is good, and I, I I I have. Who's there? Who do they have any wide receivers? Well, any? here's the thing. Belichick is so good, man. That, I mean, we said the same thing about Brady. Well, not Tom Brady. Right, he's not, but he got. But Belichick's still there, and Belichick can put him in a position where we can be, we will be successful. I, if if the Patriots were to go four and thirteen, Belichick resigning. He quits because he don't, he don't want nothing to do with us being garbage. No. Okay. Oh, Seattle. Oh, yeah, that's another team that's going to stink this year. Seattle. Forgot about them. Uh, what and else? Do you have any more? Uh, oh, those are. Did you really say Aguilar? Nelson Aguilar? Like I said, they have no wide receivers. Oh, my God. Aguilar couldn't catch a cold in Philadelphia in January with no shirt on. All right, who they got? Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, and Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, great number four receiver. No. Actually, Devontae Parker's good. I, I like Devontae Parker with Miami. This is nice. Garbage. Nice. I, I Here, let me make you a bet. I bet you between those three... This is for pick a side. I make you guys a bet. I, from those three, I bet you Nikhil Harry in in Chicago has better numbers than all three of those guys individually, not combined. <laughs> Nikhil Harry has a better season. What are that the chances time. Seattle wins Week One against Denver? <laughs> Give me a percentage. Ten <laughs> percent. Is it in Seattle or in Denver? I think it's in Denver, but I can check. I might be wrong. I if thought it was in Seattle. I give him a fifty-fifty chance. If it's in Denver, I give him a ten Seattle ten percent chance of winning. Well, Tone, you're the one who says this to me all the time, and every time I think about this, it makes me nuts because when my 49ers go up to Seattle, 
they stomp us. I don't think that we we don't lose to them. We come up there and they stomp us. But Arizona will come up there and blow them dudes out. I can't understand a lot. Yeah. I, I don't understand it for the life of me. Well, they'll come up. The 49ers will come up there and they'll beat us by three touchdowns. But the Rams will come up there and basically shut the door on these dudes. I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? Just I, I want to go back. Says pick a side. Says hell no. Nikhil Harry is awful. I agree. Nikhil Harry is awful, and he couldn't beat any of those guys. I agree with that. Except he's gonna have better stats than any. Pick any one of those. Whoever has the best stats, Parker, Bourne, or Aguilar, Harry stats will be better. We can at the end of the season. We can lock three hundred yards in the season. Trash. Yep. Trash. <laughs> Trash. Nobody in no one no one no one in the pro league is trash. Trash. That is pretty bad. Awful. So all right, yeah. you guys. Well, right. we had a good uh, one today. Um thanks for joining us to pick a side if you want to come back tomorrow. Tomorrow See you there. We'll 9 PM. Have you guys on as guests sometime. Um yeah, tomorrow, 9 p.m. Um, leave us comments and make sure to get those likes up before we get out. But for now, any last words, fluent? Nah, we good. Just like I said, tomorrow. Oh, oh, my last word is always fluent and chill. Um, dot myshopify.com. Get your fluent team fluent. Where is it? There we go. Or your team chill and more and more. That's just a sample. Oh, yeah. That's just just the beginning. Get your, mm-hmm. get your, oh, the newest one, like I said, just dropped six greater than four. Debate over. Get that. I like that shirt. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jay. Take it away for us. Take it light, but take it. It's the only thing we understand. I'ma stand till on Jersey in the stands. I'ma hit you on the slide. I don't never.